Welcome back to the India Health Series. Today, we have a very special guest, my sister, Whitney Bowen on to talk about what it's like to live healthy as an Enneagram type seven. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well-lived. Welcome back to the podcast. My name's Alexa, and this is the place where I believe you were made for living well. And honestly, that's the point of the Enya Health series, is to help show you that health is not always just a matter of what you eat and how much you move. Of course, those things matter, but what matters more is learning how to live it out, which means learning how to work with who you are. And the Enneagram is just one great picture to understand who you are and what that means for you. Now, we have been diving deep into every single Enneagram number. If you haven't been following along, make sure you go back and listen to the previous episodes. We are currently all the way through episode number seven with Enneagram type sevens. And I hope that you found it as fascinating as I have. If you want to learn more or you don't know what type you are, head on over to thelivingwell.com and I give you details on where to learn your type. Plus, you can get those free guides that I've created just for you on living out health based on your personality. I know, I know, we like to talk about health in these big boxed approaches, but really, health is more a means of supporting your body rather than changing it, which means you really have to know yourself. And today, we're talking about Enneagram Type 7s and a special interview I have with my sister, an Enneagram Type 7. Her name is Whitney Bowen, and she is a light and a joy to everyone she encounters. But I also know as her sister, there are still struggles underneath the fun personality that they portray. And today, we're going to talk about that. What does it mean to be a healthy 7? What are some hurdles that they face? What are some strengths that she recommends? We're diving into all of it on this episode. Now, don't forget to head to The Living Well to get all the show notes, more information, and that free download. Plus, you can grab your very own Nourish Planner, which is a product that most Enneagram 7s love, a place to keep track of their life, create to-do lists, and also healthify their whole while creating time and space to get out and have some fun. So you can find that at thelivingwell.com. But for now, I want to get right to the show and welcome Whitney. Welcome to the show. You're so glad to be back on the podcast. Always a <laughs> Okay, but we're really talking about something that you actually do love today. I, and that's the Enneagram. I love the Enneagram. I'm pretty certain no one loves the Enneagram more than Enneagram sevens. Do you feel like there's truth to that? Um, I mean, seven, I, okay. So sevens love themselves, but I think, (laughs) I I think it's fascinating learning about other people too. Like I like Mm. to know how other people work too. So it's not just like the seven narcissism coming out. I mean, I think it's, I, I genuinely like to know about others. Right, right, right. Okay. And it has helped our relationship because if you've listened to the podcast before, then you know, we've recorded a few podcasts together. We can bicker a little bit, but I feel like the Enneagram and understanding each other has really helped our relationship. Yes. So I'm going to tell the uh, listeners what you and I do. So I will look up like couples. Like if you're a two and you're married to a seven, this is what your relationship looks like. (laughs) And that's, how I know how a relationship works is I pretend that we are married. <laughs> right. Which <laughs> we can fight like an old married couple. It's so, true. but it has helped. Okay. So you're an Enneagram seven. Give a brief overview about what an Enneagram seven looks like and what you love about it and what you struggle with it. Okay. So, um, sevens love to have fun. Like I would say that's our like drive in life is to make everything fun and like find the enjoyment in life. Very optimistic people, independent. So like sevens like to, I think, be around people and um, like I get my energy, you know, from, from being with others, but I also appreciate being alone too and doing some things alone because you're very independent, right? Sevens tend to be yeah. very independent. Yeah. So like digging deeper into the Enneagram. So I like to do things alone, but not without distraction. So I think there's like a difference between being alone and being like distracted with like, you know, I'm going to go shopping by myself or I'm going to 
um, you know, watch a movie by myself or something like that, as opposed to being alone and just kind of like being in quiet, like that's, that's different. And that would be, I don't know, like anti seven, I guess, like not something sevens enjoy, but that's getting really deep into that. Um, so yeah, fun loving, I would say that's, that's the goal, avoiding pain. Um, so yes. So a pain and boredom are, you know, kind of on a level playing field, I feel like with a seven. So doing anything to avoid either one of those. And I think that's where like the optimism comes in is just, um, you just like naturally become optimistic because you're just naturally trying to avoid negative thoughts and feelings. Right. Which brings us to the weaknesses. Yes. So weaknesses, um, I, I think like the biggest thing that I struggle with, with a seven or like the thing I'm most ashamed about being a seven or, um, I don't know, like I have to be really aware of is like the sevens have the like greatest tendency to be narcissists or have like those self-serving traits. So like just trying to be really aware of like others before yourself. So it's not that I don't care about others. Like it's not like narcissism in that, but it's that immediate like trigger response of taking care of myself first and then thinking about others, if that makes sense. So it's not like I'm like, you know, if I hurt your feelings or something that I wouldn't feel bad about that. That's not what it is. It's, it's that, um, I don't know, like maybe not being as thoughtful of others immediately. Which has been a huge thing in our relationship is I'm a two. So I'm overly perceptive to a fault of other people's feelings, even before other people think that they have those feelings or problems. And you're the opposite extreme where it takes you just a little bit longer to, to perceive those things. Right. 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 It's not that you don't care. It's just like you said, you get mad before I've even recognized that there's a problem. Right. So like, yeah, like when we're all together and we have all, all of our kids together, you always notice like, oh, like so-and-so's crying or like so-and-so's hungry before I, it's like even registered in my brain that anything's going on. And then I think that like, that was huge because I think you always felt like, oh, like, why am I taking care of Whitney's kids? Well, it's not that it's just that like you've done it before I could even like react to them. So, right. 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 I had the problem solved before you even recognized it. Right. 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 Yeah. So you have been quoted as saying that you feel like, I I don't exactly know how you say this, but you feel like the Enneagram seven is the worst one on the Enneagram or what do you say? Yeah. I just feel like, like the narcissism thing, like is so hard for me because I don't feel like I'm narcissistic, but I like, I have to really think about like, at what points am I being selfish or self-serving? And yeah. And I feel like, I think too, I was thinking about this today, like that, um, surface level, like everything is so surface level with a seven that sometimes I feel like with sevens, it's like, you're, you're a token fun person or like, we need you to like lighten the mood or whatever, but there's not a lot of depth. And I don't feel like that's true. It's just, that's kind of how it comes across. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. And just to go back to that, to the whole Enneagram thing first is to say that I feel like anyone who is that specific number thinks that's the worst one on the Enneagram. Like we always think that what we are has to be the worst one because of the traits that come out from that. So just so everyone's clear, whatever number you are, it's not the worst one. Like everyone struggles with their number because sometimes I think, oh, I wish I was a seven because I feel like that's more fun and it's more engaging and they're better at telling stories and, um, you know, like that kind of thing. So I feel like some people, we always wish we were something else in some ways. And so we have to like learn, okay, how can we use our number in health? But going back to that, what you just said, you have the ability to go deep and like sevens are really wise and super creative, especially in health, but it has to be willing to like break through that barrier of what you think will be painful to get there. Right. 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 Like you have to be willing to like push through that rather than like, like joke about it or, you know, just kind of keep it surface level, which when it comes to health, this is like, when I was kind of doing the, (laughs) the healthy handout for a seven, you had to sit down with me because I really did find that sevens I thought was going to be one of the easier ones was actually the more difficult ones. And it's Mm -hmm. almost because you don't even recognize the problem. Yeah. So I think like 
I mean, sevens are all about like enjoying life's pleasures. So it's not that it's not that like, I don't think sevens maybe see a problem. It's just that the, like the addressing the problem is not worth it. I think it's just that like life's supposed to be enjoyed and I'd rather just eat whatever I want and live it up or, you know, like, I don't know, have that, you know, second piece of cake or, you know, whatever, like life's too short. Might as well. Right. Like that. I think that's the seven is like, you know, life's too short. Try it all. Gratification almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so I put that like that and then like the avoidance of pain, like exercising sucks, you know? So, I mean, there isn't really an exercise. Like you have to push yourself at some point in exercising and part of pushing yourself is it's going to be painful and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where like sevens have a hard time with persevering through. That. Right. Because, because I think sometimes just knowing you, you one, just to go back to sevens, I feel like sevens have very high self-confidence in general. Sevens are like one of the least likely to look down upon themselves, uh, which I think is really, really, really useful. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, though, Sevens have that instant gratification, like fulfilling thing, almost like, I don't want to say rebellious, but in a way, whenever we talk about health, it's like you want it, but yet you want what's in front of you more. Right. Right. I think too, like sevens have a hard time finishing things. So that's, that's part of the seven too, is they, they will get bored with things and then move on to the next thing. And so in terms of sticking with something like, you know, when you think about sticking with like an exercise program, you have a seven who doesn't, doesn't like uncomfortable situations. So if exercise is uncomfortable, plus you have a seven who is not great at finishing things. I feel like it's just like all of these things add up into not exercising (laughs) or, you know, I don't know. Like, I think too, I'm going to talk about like me giving up gluten, I don't know, like three or four years ago. It like took like three or four years for me to like really settle into it. And I had to associate that feeling of, I don't feel well when I eat this. Um, but it took me like three years to like really settle into like, yeah, this legitimately is not, not good for me personally. And so I don't know with that comes restriction too. And so there's that like, you know, seven's typically value freedom and, you know, you want all this ability to choose everything. And, and so then when you have like, you know, things like I, I'm, I don't eat gluten or I'm not, you know, eating dairy or whatever you're doing, you know, then that's a restrictive mindset and it's hard to, um, come at, you have to come at it from a different perspective, I guess, of like, I have to focus on, I feel better not doing this and not, I'm not going to do it because it's a rule or, you know, something like that. Right. Right. Like you said, it's like for sevens, it's more of the mindset shift because once you do something and it feels good to you, you generally continue that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not so like sevens aren't so stuck in their head. Like we see some types who talk about the dieting train, like they can get so stuck on the dieting thing because they're so out of tune with their body they don't recognize how it's feeling. It's just based on what they've told. Like it's black and white, but mm-hmm. sevens tend to see a lot more color. Um, and you are very aware of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think too, I'm not, I know if I, you know, if I eat too much sugar over the course of several days, like, you know, my pants might be a little tighter. Like I'm not like, I guess I don't feel as sevens. Yeah. Like that's where that, like, I don't know if it's confidence or wh- whatever it is that I know I did X, Y, and Z. That's why I'm, you know, that's why this happened or, you know, like I, I, I get that, but the problem is, is it's fleeting. So like, oh yeah, you know, my pants were a little tight. Like, well, you know, that sucked for today, but you know, tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> Maybe I'll magically maybe it will just magically disappear which is fascinating about sevens is that you you and all of this like you very live in the moment which is what the food is supposed to be about like you really do enjoy life and I think so many people fear food so we don't have that but on the flip side what I see you doing and I don't know if this is typical of most sevens or just who you are is you over plan like you plan yeah 
but then the follow through doesn't happen. Right. And so it's like, sometimes you spend so much time planning without any execution. Like you've wasted all of your energy on planning that you don't have the, the energy to execute. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like sevens can be a little bizarre in that. Like they do like to plan, but I don't feel like sticking to a plan is, is always like a, something that's innate in a seven. And I don't know if some of that is the one, you know, coming out in the seven, a little bit of, of that planning part, but sevens just, I don't feel like are great at, at following through with, with plans because then it, I think it becomes like, oh, I've made this plan and now I've, I've boxed myself into a plan and I also want freedom. So I don't know. I no, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really to, to make a seven healthy, we have to combine the two. We have to have a little bit of planning, but not obsessive planning, right? Like it's all about this balance because I look at sevens and think, and it just the population in general and think we're very extreme people. Like we like to go to the extremes, but if we could just bring a seven back in balance where they can enjoy food and have freedom and really just make health who they are, then you can cut out all this, this jargon about what you have to do and the restriction and deprivation and starvation that come with that, because that is literally debilitating for a seven, or you'll just run away from that. Right. Like you almost rebel at the, at the thought of that. Right. And I think too, I'm dogging on sevens cause I am one, but like I sevens are when they're all in, they're all in. So like, I think once they decide and commit to something, then it, I, they do it well, typically, you know, like I think about the few things that in my life that I've actually like followed through with. And it's like, I did it really well. It's just getting to that point where you decide you're going to follow through with it. For me, like in terms of health, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to eat gluten. Like I made that decision. That was just a personal one for me that I had taken several years to discover that it just made me feel bad. So I had to like start associating that bad feeling with what I was eating. Not cause I, I mean, I still like fantasize about like, you know, getting garlic bread or like, you know, pizza and all of these like wonderful things that I'm missing out on. I love how you're like, I lay awake at night dreaming about garlic bread. Yes. Like there's a few things that like, you know, if I had like a last meal that I would definitely like <laughs> overindulge on. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So when I was doing this research, you kind of led me to this video that told me that that is one great way to encourage a seven to move is the consequence of that. Like the pain that it could cause or that, you know, it causes, like you talked about drinking alcohol and how you've learned the hangover is just like the pain of that is not worth it for a seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so like sevens can be on like the more addictive end of, you know, like substance abuse things like they would have, you know, maybe more issues with, with that than some of the other types. And I think some of that is that like, you know, I, in an attempt to avoid pain, I'm just going to, you know, um, I'm going to drink or or whatever that is. But, um, the way sevens, like some sevens are able to keep that in check is, you know, I, if I have too many drinks, like I'm, I'm going to feel bad tomorrow. And so like I, that kind of resonated with me because, you know, I think a lot of times people think about like, Oh, drinking, you know, like that's fun. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to have fun doing that, but, but then tomorrow is going to be horrible. And so mm-hmm. like, I think that's where like sevens keep that in check of, of, you know, like I know if I have more than two drinks, like I'm going to feel bad tomorrow. And so I don't, because the, the fun of that moment is not worth, you know, being sick the next day. And it's the same thing for me. It was the same thing with gluten of like, yeah, like that, like, you know, spaghetti and garlic bread would be amazing right now, but it's not worth the way I'm going to feel for the next three or four days or 14 (laughs) or four. Okay. So maybe something for seven is as you're talking about this is it's like, I feel like sevens are very, if you're in the moment and things are having fun, that's when you can kind of like get yourself caught up in the moment. But if you really take time to think about it, like, so going back to like, this is just a ridiculous example, but kind of like, um, when it talks about Enneagrams and who's most likely to get a tattoo. Now I know it's weird that I'm relating this, but like sevens in the moment are likely to get a tattoo. But if you have time to think about it, you're not committal. So 
like, if you think about it, then you start to think about the consequences of that and, and you really start to wrap your head around it. So I feel like something that has worked well with you, even in giving up gluten was creating this almost like just a few second thought process before you went into a party or into a situation to like, Mm -hmm. even talk yourself through it or prep yourself for what you were about to get yourself into. So -hmm. you didn't get caught up in Mm -hmm. just the social aspect, because that's what I see so often in you is just getting caught up in the social aspect and having fun. And you really do enjoy that, but it's also prepping yourself for what's there so that you can have fun, but you don't have the painful consequence that comes with it. Right. 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 I feel like from an outsider watching you, you do kind of talk yourself through before you get yourself into a situation. Yeah. Like I think that, and maybe that's where the planning comes in with the seven is, you know, I'm not laying out my like weeks meal plans. I probably should be, but I'm not. And it's, it's more of that. Like, what does my day look like? Like even today, like leaving the house. Okay. I know like my day is going to be a little busier. What does lunch look like for me? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I need to get better on that of like, mapping that out Mm -hmm. because I think, I think typically, at least for me, like I will, I will make a healthy choice if, if it's a choice for me, like I I will use the healthier option, but if I'm pressed for time and I didn't plan ahead, then I, I'm going to make the easy choice too. So, you know, usually that's like, you know, convenience food or drive through or whatever. So I think, yeah, my planning looks more of like day-to-day meal-to-meal, thinking about what I'm going to have. Like, I'm good with, you know, given this situation, like I've got really good about like, okay, if I'm at this restaurant, I know what I can Mm -hmm. eat, right? Like, I know what I can have. Or, you know, like when I'm at home, like obviously, you know, we're we're buying things that that I can eat. Um, So I'm good at, at making those decisions. Like those are becoming more of like a reflex thing where I don't, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time to process. I know, I know what it is, but I think, you know, I've always said if I had a chef, you know, at my house 24 seven, like I would eat healthy all the time. Like for me, it's not that I don't want to eat healthy food. It's that it's, it's almost too diff, like it's too difficult or I don't want to put the effort into cooking. Like I don't like to cook. So, you know, I don't want to put the effort into it. So I'm just going to take the easier option or sometimes it's just, I'm just not going to eat then. Like, right. You know, I'm just going to skip a meal, which leads to, you know, more unhealthy decisions later in the day when I'm, you know, super hungry, but right. Right. um, Yeah. I mean, in general, sevens are super spontaneous and open to new things. I mean, sevens aren't stuck in a diet plan or um, in something which can be really valuable because you can be really flexible And I think one thing that would help a seven is, is like you, you almost need that plan. But like you said, and I think you can get so caught up in these big plans, especially the way the world tells us like, oh, here's your exercise plan, or here's your diet plan, or here's your 30 day plan. But like your follow through isn't there. So you almost convince yourself it's not going to work before it starts rather than just saying, okay, here's my vision because you are visionaries. Mm -hmm. Here's my vision for what, what does health look like for me? And like listing out these things, these things make me feel healthy. And then it's like the everyday choosing to wake up and be like, okay, does this, what can I do today to make me feel good? You know, like not focusing on tomorrow or at the end of the week, but like today. So I'm going to like, I'm going to share something that, that I think I could see myself doing and like actually following, following through with. So I'm going to, I'm going to give your listeners a a peek inside of your refrigerator. And I know you've done these before on Instagram, but I think what I've like appreciated about in the summer when we're together more during Mm -hmm. the day and I'm off is that like, you can just pull things out of your fridge and like mix, mix stuff up. And it's all like, you just have like healthy things prepared, like the batch cooking, I think you call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just have all of these things, but you still have the option of like mixing it how you want to. Like, I don't, I don't love the idea of here's, you know, Monday through Friday and I'm taking the same thing every day for lunch. Like I, I can't mm-hmm. do that. My husband totally would do that. And he could probably do that, you know, for 10 years, eat the same thing every day. I just, I can't, I can't do that. So I think that's where I like that idea of like, if I have even three things prepared ahead of time that I can just like take and mix up how I want to that day, I think that's something that I could wrap my head around prepping, but yeah, 
Right. Because you like variety and spontaneity. And I think that if you can come to this place of like creating, because you are really creative people, like taking your vision of health and creating it in a fun way that works for you, that's simplistic, that you don't have to put a lot of time into Mm -hmm. because you are busy doing other things, but that works for you. Like I know the times that you've like roasted vegetables and some rice or whatever, like you can just throw in leftovers to that. Like you do like you do like the adventure of new food and that really oh, is yeah. important. But I think the overwhelming aspect of even like saying like, I'm going to meal plan this for this week can tend to be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Um, so instead of like every day, just waking up like, okay, what is, what is one thing I can do today? And maybe when you come to Sunday, you can say like, Hey, something today that's going to make me feel really good. Even all week long is just, I'm just going to prep four things. Yeah. Like, And I think too, like it's, it's the purpose behind it. So cooking to me is not fun. Like it's a chore. And so if it's like, I don't want to do it then, you know, so I'm going to like naturally try to get out of those things. So like in our house, my husband cooks pretty much all of the meals, which I appreciate because (laughs) I definitely don't want to do it, but it's just not like food is not It's food is something that I enjoy, but it's not something that I enjoy like planning for or preparing. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I want someone else to do it for me. So if we keep going, I have a few things that we kind of work together and I want you to kind of expand on these to create these tips that a seven can use because sevens, we have, you have to be able to like own who you are. So when I say that is to say like, you can't take the fun out of it and the spontaneity and the adventure out. But at the same time, you have to also be willing to like sit in your stillness, like have stillness mm-hmm. and sit in your pain, right? Like that's, that's a path to growth. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this balance of not doing that all the time. Cause that can lead to unhealthy behavior in a seven too, but it's having this balance of like creating stillness in your life. So you can sit in the pain and feel things, but also at, at the other extreme, like still enjoying food, still enjoying your life, still relaxing and being able to separate yourself from pain is important. So we kind of came up with some some healthy to do's. I'm not going to list them all because you can grab them in the handout, but some, just some ones that we talked about is like, instead of focusing so much on eating an Enneagram seven has a lot of energy. You're just high energy people and having so much of that energy just sit inside of you can actually lead to anxiousness. Unspent energy in a seven can cause anxiety. Um, and that can kind of cause the spiral to get out of hand. And so one thing that is really important for a seven to help kind of balance everything else in their life is really to expend energy, especially first thing in the morning. So it's just something we've talked about is like, Hey, just let your diet go because in, with healthy food, you are going to eat it. Like that's not, we're not questioning here. Um, whether you like healthy food or not, or whether you have the right mindset around food or not, like, you know, what's healthy and you will eat it. So what if we started focusing on just moving your body? Mm-hmm. Expand on that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that still? So, like you've had a little while to talk, think about this. Yeah. Like, I think that makes sense. Like to me, I I've got to like wrap a purpose around, around exercising and it's got to be bigger than like to me, you know, like I'm going to exercise because I want to get healthy and look good. Like that's not, that's not enough. Right. Like it, it's got to be something bigger, but if it's, if I like connect it to a feeling, um, it, it makes me, you know, more apt to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I don't know. I don't want to like offend anyone, but you know, sometimes I look at people that exercise for a half hour a day. I'm like, that's stupid. Like why, you know, like, honestly, like, I'm like, why are you spending a half hour of your day? Like for what, you know, um, like getting out and walking, you know, like some of that stuff, like I, I get that. And I know that we, you know, lead more sudden sedentary, sedentary lives. Yeah. That we, you know, we don't get that natural exercise, I guess, or we're not moving our bodies as much, but yeah. Like I just didn't want to be that person that was like, Oh, 5am I'm up. I'm, you know, I'm working out. Like I I want to, but I don't. Um, but I think if I think of it, like, you know, I'm, I'm burning and like, I'll, I'll feel better if I do this, then maybe that'll help. What does that look like for you to like, say, I'm going to exercise focus on one thing rather than all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Like focusing on one thing is huge. I think because, you know, sevens are great at making plans, but they're also great at breaking plans too. So, um, 
yeah, like if I can just do one thing, you know, like I'm just, I'm just going to do one thing. Like that's been huge for me. I'm just, I'm just going to focus on getting really good at one thing and finishing one thing that I start. So, you know, that's, that's the sevens MO too, is I'm going to start a lot of things, make a lot of plans, but I'm not going to finish anything. Mm -hmm. And so you just, yeah, you just get into this pattern of, you know, starting, stopping or, you know, whatever, um, which isn't good for any kind of health routine. So if I could just, you know, instead of I'm going to eat healthy and exercise, if I'm okay, I'm just going to get up and I'm going to do this because, you know, I'm going to be less anxious. Like for me, that's, that's more of a motivator than I'm, I'm going to lose, you know, 30 pounds or, or right, whatever. Right, like right, that, right. That's not enough motivation for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the body image thing really quick before we get back to those. Like when you say like you, your body image isn't enough for you to change because for seven, sevens are fairly confident, right? Like you're not out here to change for your body image, correct? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say like, I wouldn't like to be 30 pounds lighter, but it doesn't consume my day. Like it yeah. does, it doesn't, you know, I don't feel like less of a person because I'm, you know, you're more motivated by pain than you are how you look. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't, you want, you, you want to prevent cancer and things that could really cause a lot of pain. In yeah. Your life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that long-term, like, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to be unhealthy in the long-term. Like I don't want to end up, you know, having to go through something painful because I chose, you know, not to do something I should have now. Yeah. Like looks for me, I guess, you know, it's, it's, if I want to look good, like I, you know, I, I buy clothes that I like or, or whatever, like I'm not dressing the way I want to, because I'm, I'm not the weight that I want to be like, that's not right. Right. You're going to enjoy where you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we kind of mentioned, I mean, we have mentioned that like, it's really, really important for a, a seven to focus on one thing at a time, because I feel like in your, I don't, I mean, surface levelness sounds really, um, I mean, not good, but like, I I mean, you really spread yourself out. Right. And I think it's that like, you want to give yourself lots of options. Like you, it's not just that you want to stay on the surface. It's that you don't want to be bored too. So it's not just an avoidance of pain. It's pain and boredom are, are kind of equal, I think in terms of a seven. So, so me being bored is, is a similar, like, um, like mental, um, state to me being in pain. Mm, yeah. Right. So in that, like, if you start focusing one, on one thing at a time, I think it's really important to train yourself that you can finish things because there is a lot of momentum you can build and just getting yourself out of this. Well, I don't stick to anything or, you know, like you go into something and you kind of like, you don't, you, you have that sense of failure, almost underlying changes of like, well, I won't stick to it anyways, or, you know, whatever. But yeah. if you, if you, pick one thing and you actually stick with it until the end or stick with it until you make it a part of your life. I think that there is something to that snowball effect of like, and you always told me, you are like, you should create a program. That's like, like the debt snowball of health of like, okay, what's one small thing that leads to another thing. Like you could get behind that. And I think it is that like you, you do feel satisfied when you finish something. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I think about the things that like, like I, the things in my life where I endured pain or I endured, um, you know, uncomfortableness to get to the other side, like those are some of my greatest accomplishments. So I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, I know, I know that if I do this, you know, if, if I stick with this, like good things will come. It's just so easy when things get uncomfortable for a seven, just to re you know, like reflexively, or I don't know if that's even a word, but to just get out of it. Like Mm -hmm. it's just sevens, just as soon as things get uncomfortable, we're really good at getting out of things. Um, and, and, you know, and I think that goes into like another point that I wanted to make for sevens out there is I've had to think about when I'm turning to like a sugary food or when I'm sleeping 30 minutes longer than I should have, like, what's, what's the heart issue of why I'm really doing that? Like what, what uncomfortable feelings am I avoiding? Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing so pleasure to avoid something else, you know? So am I eating, am I eating something sugary because I'm, I'm like experiencing an uncomfortable emotion and this is going to distract me from it. So like what distractions am I putting in my life that 
Mm-hmm. I need to just kind of step back and and think about like, what am I avoiding that I need to address in the moment instead mm-hmm. of distracting mm-hmm. myself from. And I too, that's where like yeah. the sitting in quiet comes in with sevens, like that being bored is going to surface those uncomfortable things. And so I need to work on, and you know, I'm sure a lot of sevens like sitting in the boredom a little bit and sitting in that uncomfortable part um, and, and kind of persevering through that to get to the heart of the, of the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was another thing, like sitting in the stillness and in your boredom, I think that there like, I think you can easily distract yourself. Like you are very aware of people, but you can easily override that with distraction. So just allowing some space throughout your day, whether it is even through exercise to to hear that and to listen to that and, and to kind of start to trust that. So there are a lot of ways to do that. But another thing that um, is really great for sevens and every Enneagram type is getting mm-hmm. in nature. Um, and you've mentioned this before, you know, and I think it's, it's not that you have to do all of these things, but you can layer a lot of these things together. Like you can create your stillness and finish one thing you started, like even just using that and exercise, like just focusing on one thing tomorrow. And that is just moving your body in peace and quiet alone and doing it in nature. Yeah. I think, um, sevens I've read this more than, or in more than one place that, that sevens really do connect with nature and, you know, enjoy, you know, being outdoors and and doing some, some things outside. And I think too, like, I, I know when I, when I'm outside for a little, my mood changes, you know, like if I am feeling anxious or something like that, if I, if I go outside and just, you know, even if it's just a quick walk or something like that, like it, it does have a way of like making me feel a little more alive or whatever, soothing, I guess. Right. And the last one that I want to mention is sevens are naturally very creative people. and. I wonder what could happen with your health. If you like, even your cooking, like you don't love to cook. And I don't know if that's characteristic or across sevens, but what if you even focused on like the creativity of that, like finding something that's creative for you to do can actually help channel all of your energy in the right direction and make you healthier as a whole. So it doesn't have to just be cooking, but doing something that is creative is really important to get a health, a seven health. Yeah. Yeah. What is that for you? What What's my creative outlet? Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you kind of distract yourself enough that I don't feel like you have one. Yeah, I know. I'm like, is Netflix, watching Netflix? <laughs> no. I feel like I'm like the Picasso of, of that. <laughs> the Picasso of watching Netflix. The Van Gogh of Netflix. <laughs> Something to work on. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't even know really, I guess what my creative outlet is, I don't, I just, I don't feel like, I think because I'm married to an artist, I don't see myself or, you know, mm-hmm. I see myself as being creative because I'm comparing it or like, like you're a really good artist too. Like I, I think of being creative and being artistic is the same thing. And that's, I know that's not right. Not the case. So yeah, I don't really know. I guess I just like, I fill my free time with distractions. So mm-hmm. maybe when I work on being a little bored, maybe Maybe something will come to you. Yeah. Maybe something will come to me. Maybe we can have a follow-up podcast of creativity hour with Whitney. (laughs) (laughs) You start that podcast and all your sevens will listen to it, but okay. You've known about the Enneagram for a long time and I'm going to kind of throw you under the bus here because you're my sister. I feel like you've known about this boredom piece for a while and I feel like you still fight it. Oh yeah, for sure. Like have you since successfully focused on boredom. No, I mean, sevens have FOMO though too. So I mean, in, in this like season that I'm in of, of raising kids and, um, you know, like my husband's trying to start a business and and all of those things. Like I'm like, my life is full of distractions and the first chance I get to like go out and do something fun, I'm taking it. So, um, that's, that's what 2020 is going to be about for me is, is, living in boredom a little bit. And I'm told, um, shout out to my girl, Michaela. Uh, I'm told that if I start to get uncomfortable in my boredom, that I'm on the right track. So I think just like sitting 
in the boredom and, and know that when things get uncomfortable, like not, not going to that, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do something that distracts me. Like, oh, let's, you know, like, let's go out to eat or, you know, like I'm going to go shopping or I'm going to watch Netflix. Yeah. Like just sitting in it and processing what does quiet look like, even if it's uncomfortable. Right. And I feel like we all have those things that we have to sit in, like those pains that are going to help us grow. Like for me, I, as a two, I love to be reassured of things like where we stand in our relationships. And like, I just, you would classify that being a seven as needy. And one thing you can go ahead and make a comment. (laughs) But one thing that I really do have to work on is not asking for constant reassurance, but trusting myself enough to be confident where I am on my own. You are the opposite. Like you are very confident as you are, but you have to trust that sitting in your silence. Yeah. Will well, I think too, like maybe that's where I'm just having this thought on the moment, but maybe that's where like sevens, like are confident, like that ignorance is bliss. Like I'm confident because I'm not super self-aware. Like <laughs> if I was more <laughs> self-aware, maybe I wouldn't be so confident. People look at sevens and they're like, wow. <laughs> Uh, okay. So what grace do you feel like Enneagram sevens need to give themselves? You know, sevens, I don't feel like are typically super hard on themselves. Like I'm not, (laughs) sounds terrible, but if something goes poorly, I'm more thinking about like, what did someone else do to make this go poorly? Cause it can possibly be me. No, I'm kidding. Don't, don't share that. Um, gosh, where are my heart and myself? (laughs) I think, okay. So I think like, I do get frustrated with myself when I don't follow through. Like I, I, I'm not like, I don't live in the frustration. I think that's where, like, I don't think sevens live in a state of like, woe is me. Um, so I think it's hard to pinpoint like where we are hard on ourselves, but I think, I think that like following through, like I think sevens are great at knowing exactly what they need to do. It's doing them, you know? So for me, it's, I know what I need to do and I get frustrated with myself when I don't do it after the fact, but I don't, I don't live in that and it doesn't stick around long enough for me to actually do it right the second time, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Right. Yeah. I could see that too. You, you do get frustrated by the lack of follow through. But again, I think that goes back to like, if you just pick one thing to focus on, I feel like you could really do a great job and settle that in instead of trying to just kind of, you're kind of like an all or, I would consider you an all or nothing person, or you were my, like, I'm going to start on Monday person. Like, oh, I'll just start, pick back up on Monday. Yeah. Um, and you do it for like two hours and then you're like, oh, I'll just start again tomorrow or whatever. Like you yeah. just ditch it instead of just saying like, okay, it's just an, an evolution of what I do over time. Right. Like it's it's not a make or break. Like nothing I'm going to do is going to make or break my plan. It's just kind of keeping your focus on the everyday rather than this big overarching thing that you want to achieve. Yeah. And I think that's for sevens. They go to like a one, you know, like the unhealthy aspects of the one. I think that's where that kind of comes in of that, like I'll start Monday or if I'm not going to do it right, then I'm not going to do it at all. Like that's the unhealthy one talking Mm -hmm. where I think sevens go to go to like a healthy five you know, um, and so I, and my husband's a five. So I really try to think about like, what are things that he does well and try to like emulate that in my own life. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that like expert level, you know, really like getting yourself into one thing and seeing that one thing through is, is what I'm trying to focus on. But with that comes uncomfortable, you know, getting to an expert level status at anything come, you know, you're going to struggle, like things are going to get uncomfortable. Um, things are going to probably get boring at some points too. So it's persevering through, through those things. Right. Mm -hmm. So what encouragement would you like to give other Enneagram sevens? Just keep rocking it. You guys are awesome. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I don't know. Encouragement for sevens. Um, I think, I think just, um, I, you know, like, I don't know that sevens need to be encouraged so much as I feel like maybe it's cause I'm a seven. I think sevens just need to slow down a little bit. Like, like that would be my thing for sevens is just like slow down 
just everything, you know, like I, I even think of seven sometimes, like we talk fast even. So, you know, just slowing down, like listening to people. Um, yeah. I don't know. Does that sound? Yeah. 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 And okay. People who aren't sevens, sometimes we struggle to encourage you. So how would you like us to encourage sevens for those of us who aren't sevens? You know, I think seven sometimes like feel pressure to be that like entertainer. And sometimes, I don't know, like maybe it's because I was thinking about going on this podcast, like, oh, like, I feel like I'm going to have to be like the funniest one on here or, you know, like (laughs) I'm not going to be, but you know, I feel like pressure to entertain people. And I think like with seven, sometimes just that, like knowing that you don't have to be on when you're around people, you know, like that, Mm -hmm. like, it's okay not to like not to be okay, maybe, or like kind of embracing that. I don't know. I'm not embracing that five. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Does that sound right? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. It's, it's okay. Like, yeah. How could we encourage you to do that? Hmm. That's more of a seven thing of being like, not thinking so much about yourself. Go scratch what I just said. I don't know. What could, what could say? How would you, what do you like people like me to do to you or tell you or say to you or help you? Mm, I think, I think seven's like encouragement in terms of like finishing things, like Mm. with it without, without making it seem like a rule bound or like I have to do it, but just reminding me why I'm doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, like, and helping me stick to what I said I was going to do, like that accountability piece, I guess, accountability, Mm -hmm. that's the word that I'm Mm -hmm. looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Just encouragement. Accountable without, without making it feel like that delicate line of holding me accountable without making it feel like a job that I have to do. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes a rule that I'm, I'm having to follow. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, Whitney, you've been a wealth of knowledge, not super entertaining, but a wealth of knowledge. (laughs) I'm just joking on the podcast. Did I just (laughs) stab you in the heart? (laughs) I'll get over it. Um, okay. Before we go, we have a few quick fire things and then what's the first thing you do every morning for your health? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can't say lay in bed. (laughs) This is probably one area that you should work on. Brush my teeth. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Oral hygiene is part of being healthy. I mean, it's the small things in life. What's your favorite book that has helped you? This is another hilarious question for sevens because you don't love to finish books either. No, unless it's really good. I don't. So what's a book that's really good that you've actually read front to back? Mm, I I love Crazy Love by Francis Chan. That's like one of my, like my Mm. faves. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. I'm glad you had an answer for that. I was getting nervous that all these questions you weren't going to be able to answer. Okay. And the last question I will ask you is what is one thing that you didn't, that other people might not know about Enneagram sevens that you want to share? I, okay. So like one thing about sevens, I think that not a lot of people know, unless you really get into the seven is that although we seem confident, we can be super insecure. Um, and so, and Alexa knows this about me too, but like analyzing social situations, I think is something that like sevens might be, appear to be super confident in social situations. But then when you, when you leave and go home or whatever, and have to sit in quiet, like you're, you're analyzing like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or should I said that, you know, did they think it was funny? Did they not? Or, you know, like, do they like me? Do they not like that insecurity about making sure people like you and, and all that? Does that sound okay? Yep. Yep. That is so accurate and spot on. So sometimes you just got to rub it off and know that it's just a seven thing. Um, yeah. Just like I have to rub things off and know it's just a two thing. We all have our quirks. And I think that's why the Enneagram can help is that we can know and understand, okay, this is just me on the Enneagram and I can work through this and get better because of this. I think, yeah. And I think getting to know the people that you're closest to too and what theirs are, because I think Alexa and I frequently, you know, when we're spiraling into our Enneagram worst traits, we can just say like, you know, stop it. You're being a seven or stop it. You're being a two and, and just know like, okay, that's my perception, but it's not maybe reality. So. Right. 
Right. Okay, Whitney, I'm glad you were able to come on the show and share more about you. I'm sure everyone left feeling so inspired. No, but you actually did open my eyes. Um, I still am learning things about sevens and I think they're really awesome people and super fun to be around regardless if you have to be fun or not. You are really awesome sevens. So thank you so much for being here. Okay. That was it with my sister, Whitney. I'm so thrilled that she was here. Honestly, I, just to be truthful, the Enneagram has been the best relationship booster between us. We used to have an epic all out throw down fight once or twice a year. And I think it was just because we didn't quite understand that we were just so different that we didn't think the way each other thought. And this has really, again, verged our gap to say like, okay, this is just how you work and this is how I work and this is how I can encourage you and this is how you can encourage me. Really has created more harmony in our life to understand each other and it has changed things. So with that being said, I do encourage you, if you're not an Enneagram 7, thank you so much for listening and being encouraged by them and also going out to encourage other Enneagram type 7s. If you are a seven, I challenge you to go listen to some of the other Enneagram types, especially your spouse, maybe your sister, your parents, your children, and start to get an understanding of them because we're all just slightly different and we need different things in the world. We have different fears and strengths and weaknesses. And if we could just own who each other are outside of all of our differences, I think this world could be a better place. So again, I thank Whitney for being on. We definitely didn't have any bickering fest this time, so that was fantastic. She's been on a few other times where that wasn't the case. I can link those up in the show notes, but I thank you so much for tuning in to the Enneagram Health Series. Don't forget, you can find all the Enneagram guides over at thelivingwell.com, plus snag your own nourish planner or give one as a gift. I think you're really going to love it. I'll be back in the next episode talking all about Enneagram 8.